Lakers podcast. I'm Anthony Irwin. I'm joined. Unfortunately, Callie left the room, so I'm not really even joined by her anymore. But some guys who used to come on here. Some guy you begged to come on. <laughs> saying. Hi, Harrison. How's it going? Oh, you know. I, I'm just I'm coming off of a nice today, relaxing so. 48 hours. It's crazy to go from it's crazy to go from like being completely off, not expected to do anything and then be thrown immediately back into this. You know what's even crazier is at like 10 o'clock today, I had a thought in my head. I was like, you know, I better get started on this LeBron Kyrie thing because we probably we may not have enough content today. It seems like it might be like kind of a quiet one. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, Woj just like took out his two phones like Gatling guns and then just started like firing tweets all over the place about the latest updates in the negotiations. And then Broderick Turner like got off his plane and was like, oh, yeah, by the way, here's what the Lakers offered. Like. <laughs> Had this in my inbox for 45 minutes and still beat all of you to it. Oh, man. Uh, I would I would know what Woj was tweeting, but that jackass blocked me. <laughs> in fairness, you probably deserved it. I absolutely deserved it. I think what sent him over I'm the like line. I'm like 99% sure that I saw you quote tweet him and call him a mouthpiece. Ooh. No, I don't think I did that. No, oh, okay. I what I did was so LeBron sends that tweet during the Super Bowl. The Pooper Bowl is actually how I'm going to refer to it. Uh, but he sends that tweet that he was like bored and he was looking for all those you know for Shams and Woj and McMenamin to to fire off some kind of rumor to to get his attention. And I quote I quote tweeted LeBron and said RT Woj at Woj. I'm trying Jennifer, and I think that did it. Oh, he was just like, I'm not going to – this guy just made a fake tweet about me yeah. that is definitely going to convince people. And, I mean, he doesn't know how to thread tweets, so I'm not totally sure that he's, like, social media, yeah. like, like, aware enough to, like, be like, that. this is an obvious fake and he's clearly kidding. Yeah, that might have been it. I think that's it. I think I'm that's- actually – to go back to the tweet thing from LeBron real quick, like I'm actually if we had had if we had had a little longer with Orem, one of the questions that I wanted to ask him was, was he insulted that he wasn't on that list? <laughs> like, because honestly, I've I've only talked to LeBron a couple times and I'm insulted that I wasn't on that list. And I don't even think LeBron knows my name. I'm insulted I wasn't on that list. Yeah. Like, oh, well, I guess I'd, I'd feel better if like I would really be insulted if he said Come on, guys! I I need a fake trade on on the trade machine to catch my attention. And he was like at Bill Simmons at yeah, you know, like a couple at, other accounts, and he like didn't put you in at Harrison Fagan. Or he's like, hey, I need a real bad pun for this Adam Levine performance, and he didn't at you. <laughs> that was really bad, Levine. What the hell? All right, uh, today's show. We're going to catch you guys up on everything that we that you might have missed in 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 a short span of time about Anthony Davis. Literally minutes before we went live, Woj dropped his latest article. So Second I guess, time today, it was very nice of him to like. Yeah. He's like Woj is aware of our content schedule. I, I no wonder that. he's so good at getting the news. I, I appreciate that. So uh, we'll we'll go over some of that. We have Lavar <laughs> Ball might have actually. <laughs> ruin the Lakers' chances of trading for, for Anthony Davis. So I guess we'll talk about that. And uh, in KCP, like, I just like to picture there's some corner that KCP is just sitting in right now, and he's like, guys, I want to be traded. <laughs> 
guys, there's just a line outside of Magic's office. There's like velvet ropes, like they have at amusement yeah. parks, and it's like trade requests here, and you have to get in line. Do you know what? You know what I like saw. Like somewhere, like at the back of the line, he's like <laughs> he's like saying where he'd like to go. Like he's calling Rich Paul. Hey, any uh, any progress on trading me at all? Rich is like Brandon what? Ingram hasn't seen any of the rumors because he's never on Twitter. He's like the last time he tweeted was like July, and so he's like he's just on Instagram. They'll get all this tomorrow. Did you see? Did you see? Uh, there was a. I, there's no way you saw this, but there's a clip I think from a hard knock season where some dude is walking up to the facility and he goes to open the door and enter his key code, and that's how he finds finds out he was cut. And I feel like that's how Ingram is. Oh, like he's like a New York Jet. Sad to think about, but like not that far off. Yeah, he's just gonna like <laughs> Ingram's gonna he's go gonna like, show up for code. practice, and they're gonna or like for the team plane, and they're gonna be like, oh no, Brandon Magic was supposed to call you. Yeah, um, no, there's gonna be like a sign like printed out and paste posted on the wall, like Brandon, here's your flight to New Orleans. Or he'll find out because, like, he'll get a notification when Magic just, like, tweets, like, like, at Brandon Ingram, good luck in New Orleans. And that's how he tells him about the trade. (laughs) My Uh, skinny friend Brandon Ingram is at B Ingram 13 is going to be great on the Pelicans. There you go. There you go. Uh, Brandon Ingram, I guess there's an A and a D in his name. That works. Yeah. Yeah, uh, let's let's talk about what Woj just dropped. And apparently, he read Brad Turner's article about what the oh my God. What, what you're so salty right now. <laughs> what the what the Lakers offer was to you, the is Pelicans. The whole show just going to be you discrediting Woj because I you're mad that he blocked you. <laughs> hey, man. Technically speaking, Broderick Turner is is a league source. He has a source of information on the league. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but that's so he he tweets that or, or he writes that the Lakers are offering basically the house for for Anthony Davis. It looked at one point today like the Lakers might pull this off, um, and then it seemed it, like it was imminent almost. Yeah, like well they were talking about they were if they do make this trade that Solomon Hill was going to be waived and stretched right and and it looked like this was heading in that direction and then things kind of slowed down. Uh, we're going to take a quick break here, but when we come back we'll talk about one potential reason why these things slow down a little bit before we get into the slowing down thing i do think that we should note from the woge report like the one thing that stuck out to both of us i think is brand new was that Boston still very, very much wants into this, even if no matter what happens with Kyrie Irving, because they think that number one, like they think that they can trade for Davis, even if uh, like it, like even if without putting Tatum on the table, potentially, or they think that they can trade for Davis and that that will convince Irving to stay. But my thing is, like, if you're new, like, it's not clear right now. Like who is uh, who is in Boston's offer? And if you're New Orleans, like how do you not know that by this point? That's like you thing. you got to get. Yeah, I saw you tweet about it, but like you got to get like Danny Ainge to commit and be like, hey, like Jason Tatum is going to be in this deal. Otherwise, why are you walking away from the Lakers? Like giving this, uh, like basically giving you the house, as you said. I've been operating and I've been analyzing this spot from like from from by saying that the Lakers need to operate in good faith here, right? That they need to don't try to get cute, don't try to you know keep a piece or for whatever, just get the deal done and move on. Uh, I there's another side to that coin here though, 
And if I were the Lakers and and New Orleans is floating out there that Jason Tatum, we don't know if we're going to keep him. We might be able to get him in the trade in July. Like if I were the Lakers, I'd be like, all right. But you realize there's inherent risk here that if Danny Ainge, noted freaking liar Danny Ainge, is if he doesn't include Jason Tatum, our offer comes off the table and it looks very different in July. Yeah, like I mean, people kept saying that like the Lakers need to play a little bit of hardball here, and I'm not so sure that I'd go that far because I think no. that the offer that they're giving is like pretty fair. It's it's expensive. It's more than other teams have paid for some stars, but Davis is better than some stars that have been on the market, and he's only 25. Like that's just he's not like that. Everybody compares it to Kawhi Leonard. How like maybe they'd be a similar tier. They would have been if Kawhi Leonard didn't have a bunch of injury uncertainty and wasn't going into the very last year of his deal. Whereas Davis still has about a year and a half left on his. Like, I think that they're different situations, and you do have to pay a little bit more for Davis. You do. And look, let's let's be real here. I like Ivica Zubats. He's had a great season. But if you're going to say, like, nope, that's the line in the sand we're not going to cross as Ivica Zubats for Anthony freaking Davis? What? Yeah, exactly. Like, my thing, that that's where I was at earlier. Like, people were saying that the Pelicans weren't playing Solomon Hill because he's in the deal and the deal's done. It's like, you know, honestly, if the Pelicans are not playing Solomon Hill. Like to me, that's irrespective of this deal. And maybe that's naive, but like, are like, let's say Solomon Hill, like God forbid, but he played tonight and he got like really like play. catastrophically. Oh, hurt. Yeah. yeah. He did end up playing tonight, mm-hmm. but like, what if he got catastrophically hurt and like, he couldn't play the rest of the season, you know, but he was still going to be around for next year. And you could like, I don't think the Lakers let that hold up the trade. No people kept saying, Oh, well they're going to need bodies. Like they aren't going to let not being able to play Solomon Hill, dissuade them from making this move when they've come this far and they're already willing to take on Solomon Hill's deal. You just call somebody up from the G League or something. They were getting like, ready to wave and stretch him anyway. Like they, they aren't yeah, looking at him. And everybody was like, oh, well, that's this summer. And it's like, well, you know, I, I was getting a lot of this in my mentions. That's the summer. And it's like, well, I, ultimately, this season is not what the Lakers are making this deal for. The Lakers are making this deal because they want to like. The, the Lakers are making this deal because they want to compete next year. They want to go into this summer with some cap space. It wouldn't be max cap space, but it would be some cap space and LeBron and Anthony Davis and the ability to recruit free agents. Yeah, I I don't know. I, I don't think I'm biased here. Obviously, I'm 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 a lot of my analysis is painted by a my Lakers fandom and b the fact that professionally things get better if Anthony Davis is a Laker too but I'm all also acknowledge that or I also think though that Demps is kind of screwing himself over here like if you if a significant portion of your of your strategy in landing the best deal for yourself is to is to rely on Danny Ainge to help your leverage you're in trouble Man. Yeah, and Danny Ainge is like every what trade has he made that didn't blow up in the face of the team that didn't that made it with him? Uh, yeah, I, he's. You just, know what I mean? Like yeah. every every team, every trade partner that he has ends up way worse for wear. Right. Why do you want to wait? Why do you want to wait on that guy and do him a favor and think that he's going to help you out? You're going to be the team that he's going to make a fair deal with and not like pull some chicanery here. Friend of the listeners, Matt Moore, said that trading with Danny Ainge is like trading for a bushel of apples, and that at the very very bottom of it, you'll see some rotten apples, and they'll also have a viper that will bite you and you will die. <laughs> 
then you'd have Mamba mentality. You'd go out with Mamba mentality. <laughs> you would go out with Mamba mentality. Biting into your brain. That is the definition of Mamba <laughs> mentality. Um, I, I do think that, like, with all this said, it does sound less likely than, you know, like we recorded a podcast earlier today and I said that I was pretty sure that this deal got done. Ramona Shelburne now of ESPN is reporting that the Lakers are increasingly pessimistic about the Pelicans' willingness to do a deal with them. Yeah, I, I think I think it hit a. But all this of, is like everyone's leveraging right now. Everybody is posturing yeah. and all this stuff. Like you, you put that out there so that Dell Demps calls you tomorrow and he's like, "Oh, hey, I'm sorry, Magic, that you didn't feel like you know, like we were listening to you and like we were responding. I'll try I, better." I think I think at one point today there was optimism from the Lakers that they might be able to pull this off, and I think now that that has passed i i think they're kind of looking i it wouldn't surprise me if they start looking elsewhere and they just say all right we'll come back to this in july yeah I, but where were we sitting friday night when all those things were coming out the pelicans were so underwhelmed like this stuff is it, it's a pendulum it's just swinging back and forth and back and forth and back and forth and i don't think that it's i don't think it's set the stop oh, yeah i think that we're gonna get this all the way until the trade deadline tomorrow like by the time that we finish recording this something else is gonna break that's saying that like the the Lakers are basically guaranteed to get Anthony Davis. It's all done, and then like it's something's going to come out about someone's medical report that now the Pelicans aren't happy with, or like whatever. Like there's going to be Lavar's going to go on the radio tomorrow, and he's going to say that his son would never play in a New Orleans uniform and call them, say say that they're more like the Pelicans. So and you have like you have a take on Lavar that I don't think is shared by very many people on Twitter. Uh, that I want you to get yelled at for. So give us your LeVar Ball Phoenix. Are you going to tease this for after the break or you want it now? Uh, let's we'll tease it for after the break. It'll be a short segment and we'll really wander around in, in segment three. But but I'm just warning you guys. Hey, I'm just trying. I just I have experience with this. You know, I used to host this podcast. I'm trying to help you out. I'm, I'm just warning you guys, though, that that Harrison's take on LeVar I'm not going to give the take if you don't buy from these sponsors coming up next. I fully endorse all of them. Gotta think. I think Hims is one of them. We'll be our right back. I, hey, I haven't gotten to use it yet, so. <laughs> but All can right. you get me some though? I, like I can, for this I'll, podcast I'll look, appearance, I'll look into it. I'll look into but, it. Let's see if, like, if you can't, you're not a big baller. Or I want to use my leverage elsewhere. Yeah, true. That's fair. Honestly, that's fair. We all got to look out for our, we all got to look out for ourselves. Just like Lavar Ball has go. to look out for Lonzo Ball and his family and himself. Like my okay. So here's my take on this. You may not like that Lavar Ball is going out and saying these things, and he hasn't really said anything yet. The, the real fun's going to come when he's on the radio tomorrow. Yeah, this is but be r- right now, all he said it, he was actually fairly respectful in saying that he just didn't want to go to New Orleans. He wanted his son to play in Phoenix, and that was about it. I think that. Lavar on a live mic is going to be significantly more both entertaining and potentially dangerous for the Lakers, uh, the Lakers <laughs> trade offers, which is why you almost have a new trade trade deadline of before Lavar goes on the radio. Um, and I guess like my thing is, is, though circling back though, my thing is that we can't get like we can't throw a parade in the streets when Anthony Davis's dad comes out and say and torpedoes the Celtics leverage seemingly and says my son would never want to play for the Pelicans or would never want to play for the Celtics because of how they did Isaiah Thomas like basically calling them like a disrespectful like kind of like shady organization um and you know like I, I think 
And so everybody celebrated that. They're like, oh, man, look at Rich Paul and Clutch Sports and Anthony Davis's dad orchestrating this massively, killing like um, masterfully killing the Celtics leverage, all this stuff. And then, like, you can't do that and then get upset or I'm not going to tell you how to live, but I don't think that it's <laughs> fair to do that and then get upset when LeVar is trying to do the same thing for his son and trying to get do what he can for his son, even though they have, obviously, their differences. The balls have significantly less leverage. Lonzo's under team control for at least two more years, and then he'd be a restricted free agent if he didn't just take the qualifying offer. So if he just said, I'm going to walk no matter what, he couldn't really do that until three years from now. That's a lot different than Anthony Davis. And Lonzo's also not that caliber of player where he can be demanding things and trades and things like that. That said... LeVar Ball is just trying to do what's best for his kid. He's trying to like get him to either I, I imagine he's actually trying to get him to stay best uh, to get him to stay on the Lakers because by throwing the Suns in as a third team, that just throws a whole wrench into the deal and makes things more complicated than they need to be anyway. Three team deals are always hard to work out. And so like I, I think you have all of that going and then like but it, you know, they may genuinely prefer Phoenix over over New Orleans and like that's I I I, I think all Ultimately, LeVar is just trying to work this as best he can, just like Kawhi's people were trying to work his thing as best they could, just like Anthony Davis's people are now, just like the Lakers are trying to work this situation to their uh, to their best interest by through strategic leaks through the media. And same thing that New Orleans is doing, like all these people have free will. And like if we can talk about, you know, like Anthony Davis has a right to go around his contract that he agreed to to try and force a trade somewhere else, then LeVar Ball and Lonzo have just as much of a right to try and use whatever limited leverage they have to try and get what's best for them. I'm not saying that like I agree with what they're doing or that I think that it's a great thing for the Lakers or that I'm excited about it or whatever. I just think that like we aren't being fair if we don't call a spade a spade and say that it's basically the same thing, even if there are differences. So the differences that those differences kind of matter to me. One thing about them having less leverage, like it's one thing to dislike it outright, right? Where I think I mostly just I mostly agree with you that that all Lavar is trying to do is put his son. You in don't the dislike best the concept. Yeah, I don't dislike the concept. I can laugh at the lack of of self awareness. Oh, so can I. I mean, I was making up joke Lavar quotes for like Twitter and whatever. Like, uh, right. like I, I think he's going to go on there and he's going to do his thing where he like he trashes someone to try and get them to not take it. Like when he was posturing and trying to get Lonzo to the Lakers when uh, when like during the draft and all that stuff. Like he's going to go out there and he's going to like uh, like he's going to do his thing. He's going to play the Lavar Ball greatest hits and maybe like a couple new songs. So <laughs> I, I don't know. I mean, I think like I think it's going to be very entertaining um, and also. So infuriating for Lakers fans to listen to. Well, and, and the other thing too here, the other difference that I'll note is that, like at least with with Kawhi Leonard, him him and his camp wanting out of San Antonio, like if they legitimately didn't trust that medical staff, that makes sense, right? It makes sense that he would want out of there. Yeah. Anthony Anthony Davis. Absolutely. Anthony Davis has been playing for a mostly inept organization for the entirety of his career to this point. They bragged at one point about finally hiring an NBA specific medical team, right? Like that's and 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 Gail Benson's idea of, they had of a showing... mission accomplished banner like yeah. a facility that day. They're like, we did it guys. Yeah. We finally have different doctors for our basketball and the football teams. Mickey Loomis is still overseeing Dell Demps. Like he's the Saints GM. 
and he's overseeing Dell Temps right now. Gail hey, Benson. How, how different are basketball and football? It's all the same, you know. <laughs> Gail Benson. Gail Benson's Antonio idea Gates. Of, like you know, he he could have been a basketball player. Gail Benson's idea of showing support for the Pelicans was, I'm going to a playoff game. Look, I'm here. Look at me. Wow. Yeah. Like like. I get it that Davis wants out. Like those demands that that the, these people's camps, that these players' camps are making, made sense. I just don't see it with the Phoenix Suns. I don't see the difference between the Phoenix Suns and the New Orleans Pelicans. They're the Spider-Man meme. They're the yeah. they're the pointing yeah. Spider-Man honestly, meme. Honestly, I would argue that the Pelican that the Suns are more incompetent. <laughs> yeah, probably. Um, like I, I, the thing is the, the thing about the Suns though, is they are closer to LA, which I would imagine for practical reasons matter matters to Lonzo and LeVar and all of them. It's like a very tight knit family. Um, and for reality show filming reasons. Um, and I think that like you have a situation where Lonzo, I mean, I guess Lonzo would look pretty good with Drew Holiday, too. But I I think that in the case of Devin Booker, you have a guy that can likely be a backcourt partner for a long time versus a guy who like, yeah, they'll be fun. People will talk about them as like a hipster NBA backcourt. But like Holiday will eventually get sold off at the Mm -hmm. trade deadline at some point. And then you have a bunch of uncertainty. And then you have all those things about the Pelicans where like their medical staff apparently is not that great. And like Lonzo has had injuries every single season. The Suns have a vaunted medical staff. That's true. Like, I think that there are realistic arguments to be made. I'm not saying that, like, I don't think that those are what LeVar is going to make on the radio uh, tomorrow. But <laughs> that'd you know, be great. That'd be I great. Respect, <laughs> I respect his right to make them. <laughs> all I'm hoping for is that he's, he throws some shade at Steve Nash. That's all I want. That's all I need. He did. Yeah. Steve Nash didn't. I'm in LeVar Ball's voice right now. Steve Nash didn't deserve his MVPs. He got them because. He was quote unquote relatable. That's how far I'll take it. He will go way I further. LeVar, I don't think Lavar would make that argument. I just think that like he would talk about how Lonzo was like a more athletic, like better defender, Steve Nash, and he was going to revolutionize the point guard position in the de- in the desert. Lonzo and Devin Booker makes a lot of sense though, especially. No, it does. It does. I, I wrote about that the other day. I think that it does make sense for them, and it makes sense that the Suns are interested. Can I give you a hot take then here? Sure. Lonzo wanting to be a Phoenix Sun actually technically kind of sort of helps the Lakers here. Does it? Because I, I don't, do. I mean, I, I think so. I think so. And it's well, because I guess of the we type already of know ass- the Pelicans are kind of stupid. And so like maybe they value like Josh Jackson more than Lonzo. But I think, I think my thing is like, what is Phoenix rerouting here? Well, it's draft compensation. I guess it's it's but the, like the Phoenix Suns the, they're, probably, they're saying they can't agree on it. Like there was the report that like they want. Well, actually, no, that wasn't that was Scoopy. Uh, I'm like inceptioning yeah, myself. Don't do, that don't do that. Don't do that. Um, <laughs> but I, I think I think if if like if Phoenix is willing to or Phoenix is really, really high on Lonzo, which apparently they are. They are. They also like Lonzo. And if they're willing to say, all right, we will send a top five protected draft pick to New Orleans. That's the type of asset that that New Orleans should be looking for. Because that pick is like there's no way that a Lakers pick is going to be as good as or as valuable as one that Phoenix sends over. There's just it's not going to happen. I would I would still yeah, that you're absolutely right. I would still rather have Lonzo than the top five protected pick. Well, this, by all accounts, is not that great of a draft, and I still very much believe in Lonzo Ball. Yeah. If this winds up working out so that, like, Lonzo ends up being the one to stay and they, like, I don't know, like, they ship out Hart instead, who knows? Like, I'm just saying, for example, or, like, 
we got we got to say it. Lavar Ball saved the Lakers. There you go. <laughs> Put it on a T-shirt. Somehow and, not a Harrison's hot take segment. <laughs> uh, we'll we'll spend we'll finish up we'll wrap up here by talking about KCP. He's not getting he's been waiting in line for his trade demand turn. And he's now <laughs> he's just coming into Magic Johnson's office. <laughs> All of his texts are, are are left unread or unread so far. They have not been touched. Yeah. All right, KCP, sit down, make your case. What would you like? I would like to be sent to a large market, a big market that has a lot of minutes available for me at the shooting guard spot. Uh, I would like a very distinct and clear clear role at wherever i wind up here um and i would prefer to stay here if you guys are going to trade for anthony davis at which point but magic KCP just wants a lot. kcp wants to make a lot of demands i don't see us criticizing him like we've been criticizing lonzo and lavar for just wanting to go to I a think, specific team i think it's more because like nobody cares about kcp that nobody is like angry at him <laughs> yeah i think like people just it hasn't registered there's yeah. other bigger personalities just, focused over here, here. My, my thing is like, okay, so they actually what the report was, and it was via, um, I believe it was Windhorse, right? That said, he, he said on a podcast that Jabari Parker was, and the, the Lakers had talked about like KCP for Jabari Parker. If I'm KCP, I'm not approving that deal. Like, I know it's a big market and whatever, but like, Chicago's not going to like pay you, pay you, and you're going to look awful playing for Jim Boylan. Yeah. And, and, it's not like they have a point guard who can spoon feed him in the way that he needs to be spoon fed. Yeah. Like he needs like a really cohesive structured system to have some success. And then KCP is a useful player. And also like for the Lakers, Jabari Parker makes no sense whatsoever for him. Like none. Yeah. I don't, I, I didn't get that one, but you know, given their infatuation with mellow, maybe they want like discount mellow. It's, it's, it's not their infatuation with Melo. It's LeBron's infatuation oh, true. with Melo. Well, isn't that theirs, though? I guess. I guess. Uh, but, yeah, that's not happening. KCP, it looks like, according to Tanya Ganguly and Brad Turner, uh, is probably going to remain a Laker beyond the trade deadline. And, uh, and we'll see what this team looks like. But for right now... It was a roller coaster of a day. I would imagine that the most of these days moving forward are going to be roller coasters of days. And I, I really thought that we were just going to rip the Band-Aid off today, but nope. No, no. I don't, I don't understand this. Like, I don't know how many teams are going to go through this and, and not come to the conclusion that ripping the Band-Aid off is usually best off for, like, the, it's, it's, it's the best move. I made this analogy things. the other day. Like, NBA GMs are, fresh, are college freshman-level procrastinators. Yeah, I'm just like the trade deadline's on Thursday. We got plenty of time to get the, <laughs> to hammer this out. I'm gonna I'm gonna go watch the game. It's dollar beer Monday. What yeah, we, <laughs> Monday night football. Magic, Monday. I got to put a three o'clock deadline. It's it's happy hour permanently in New Orleans. So, <laughs> dude, we're heading out after this. Have you ever Have you ever been to New Orleans? No, I haven't. It really is happy hour. Per- That's what I'm saying. That's the perpetual happy so. hour. That whole that whole city. It I I would die within five years if I moved there. That'll do it though for this episode. I think I think Reddit. We're gonna have a uh, we're gonna have a like sort a link where you can crowdfund Anthony's move to New Orleans <laughs> after this to send him in the deal. Are you are you? If I start seeing you positioning yourself to try to take the show back, if I do die, then I, I'll know what's up. Wouldn't you? Wouldn't you rather like leave it with me though? No, not if you played a role in my demise. I mean, but it was out of. Like it was out of care. I knew you died happy eating like lots of New Orleans food and drinking their stuff. Fair point. Fair point. That'll do it though for this episode of the Locked On Lakers podcast. Thanks, Harrison, for for coming on and 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 
giving the the LeVar ball take that nobody wanted. Uh, (laughs) I will talk to you guys. Pete and I will be on here to talk to you guys about whatever happens tomorrow. Maybe we'll get some more news. We'll see. We'll probably get some more news. Are you going to let me plug my show at all? Oh, the whole point of this. Your show. Yeah. Your show. Yeah, it's my show. Um, So I have a show on the Silver Screen Roll podcast feed. If you search in iTunes or any other podcast provider, Silver Screen Roll, you'll find the Silver Screen Roll podcast feed. I host The Lake Show on Mondays. You host? Yeah, I host. I'm regretting this immediately. By myself. Anthony Irwin is sometimes a featured guest. Um, And if you enjoy our dynamic, then you'll enjoy that. That's a whole lot of news to me. Have a great day, everybody.